Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. You're going to have to excuse me today. My allergies um, are just non-stop. <laughs> and being pregnant, I can't really take my normal allergy medicine. And the doctor approved one doesn't really work that well, unfortunately. Um, so anyway, we're going to be talking about The First Sister by Lyndon A. Lewis. It's a very compelling space opera um, that focuses on three central characters. You have the first sister, Hero, and Alito. And I really do love the characterization with the novel because these three characters, their narratives are written in such distinctive ways. You have the first sister. She is constantly oppressed by the sisterhood. You know, she was taken in as a child um, into their order. And as a child, I don't think she quite knew what that meant. You know, it just meant saving her from the orphanage. Um, And I think at that point, she was willing to do anything to just have a home. Um, And you see that theme rise up repeatedly throughout the story. She just wants a home. That's it. And the thing is, when you are a first sister, you, once you pass your, you know, all your tests and everything, you get your vocal cords shut. So she's not allowed to talk. She's not allowed to write. The only form of communication she's allowed is sign language. And as a sister of the sisterhood, she is put on a ship and she's basically, um, I guess, a, a courtesan in a way. She's a glorified courtesan. She's used sort of as that priest aspect. She's there for a confession, but she's mostly there for her body. To give her body away to the soldiers. To release them of their frustrations. And to release them of their... Um, Uh, distractions, that's the word, sorry. Um, so you really do feel for this character, especially that beginning, you know. She was supposed to leave with the captain with retirement. He was supposed to take her away with him because she's allowed that as a first sister. She's allowed to leave the sisterhood with a captain to just kind of be like, you know, again, his courtesan, live in a home with him, and that's it. She doesn't have to sell her body to anyone else ever again. Just this man that she's grown close to. So as much as she was using him to just kind of escape the sisterhood, he was using her. And then she finds out right at the beginning that he has abandoned her. He left without her, leaving her on the ship and leaving her within the clutches of the sisterhood. So now... There's this new captain in the sisterhood. Um, they want her to spy on him. Or, or them, sorry. Um, they want her to spy on them. They are a non-binary character. And she does so. But she grows so close to Saito Ren because, Saito Ren because they allow her freedom. They give her her voice back. Through writing, through breaking the laws and taboos that the sisterhood has implemented on her. So she gets to be free. 
and I, I do love her narrative because she doesn't talk her again she doesn't talk in the traditional way because her you know again her voice was shut so it's all through her mannerisms you know through sign language through her internal narrative through her thought process through her pain her wants her needs her grief her anger her rage so I think that's very solidifying for her characterization because you really do get to know who the first sister is in depth. You get to know who they are on the inside. And that twist at the end regarding her characterization, it was mind-blowing. It was just so... It, it caught you, it, it will catch you off guard. It certainly caught me off guard, but it didn't come out of left field either. It fits, again, it fit within the narrative, you know, bringing in this element into the story and then tracing it back throughout. It really does lend her character a lot of growth because you are seeing her grow. You are seeing these fires of rebellion spark inside her she hates the sisterhood and you can't really blame her for hating the sisterhood because again they take girls and they're basically turning them into prostitutes under a religious form and they're trapped so all she wants to do now is destroy the sisterhood from the inside out. And you just don't want her to. You just want her to take it and rip it apart and destroy it. You're like, yeah, you rise through the ranks and you destroy it, girl. That's what you want. That's certainly what I want. Um, so it does, in a way, draw parallels to The Handmaid's Tale. Because that's how the story has been um, sort of referenced um, for fans of The Handmaid's Tale and Red Rising. Handmaid's Tale I've read. Red Rising I have not. Um, so I do like these fires of rebellion within her character though. So I do think that first of all you have a very strong characterization right there. Um, just from her. Then you have Lito. He is... He's a compelling character. He, he does face his own... Um, struggles you do you do get to see he rose from the ranks from the slums as a soldier of venus and you get to see a lot of his characterization you get to see a lot of you know they're pulling him both ways but as far as the perspectives go i like the story surrounding his perspective more than his actual characterization. That's not to say he's poorly written. It's just compared to Hero and the First Sister, I felt like his characterization was more about the plot than it was about him. Um, so that's how I felt. But his story, that story there, you know, it does deal with a lot of xenophobia. It does deal with a lot of racism. It does deal with a lot of injustice in the society. And I do like that Lewis was able to really bring out these really powerful themes into their storytelling to tell a compelling narrative, you know. I love when authors use their medium 
to deal with real issues. You know, I've said this before. I had a creative writing teacher in college. Old white lady, no surprise, right? She didn't read genre fiction. She said genre fiction was not real fiction. And that has stayed with me because I read genre fiction. That's what I write, you know, when I have time to write. I prefer genre fiction. Um, she just likes fiction, you know, contemporary realism fiction, basically. And I have to say, I've never agreed with her. In fact, in Rebellion, I wrote a genre fiction story. <laughs> um, and everyone's like, oh, you weren't supposed to write genre fiction. I'm like, oh, oops, sorry, I wrote a story with zombies. Um, my bad. Um, was it a good story? I don't even remember. <laughs> I really don't. I just wanted to do something to piss the professor off because I thought it was stupid. You, I don't think you, you can just say that, you know, that genre fiction is not real fiction. Um, sometimes stories are, sometimes genre stories are just written for entertainment value. Um, I reviewed one not too long ago, uh, I think about a week ago. But I think as society grows, um, authors are more willing to put their feelings and their emotions into the pages and deal with these real world issues. And so I love that Lewis did that with this story. They did a remarkable job with their storytelling to use Leto's story as sort of a platform to deal with xenophobia and... um, racism and bigotry that story right there dealt with so many that it's hard to really appreciate the characterization for me personally because I was too busy appreciating the story surrounding him and the struggle surrounding his character and the characters that he um, has decided to you know work with and of course you have Hero I loved Hero's perspective they are a non-binary character And I think that they were incredible because you're getting to know this character through recordings that they left for Leto. So these recordings are breaking up the story, but they're not disrupting the pacing of it. And I do like that they come off very realistic. They come off very unfiltered. They are just heroes' thoughts and feelings and rants, you know? It was very human. It was very realistic. And that is where my appreciation for Hero's perspective comes from. Because Hero's recapping his life to Leto. So that Leto understands why why they made the decisions they made to rebel. Because that's what Leto's task is. Leto's task is to hunt down his former partner hero and bring him to justice that's what they're tasked with so that's what i think is really interesting that they are just kind of going through their life they're talking to their friend and they're talking to a recorder and they're saying, you know, you may not get it, but this is how I'm feeling. You know, this is what's going on. And I love that they do that. And I love that Lewis was able to really humanize these recordings and make them come off so realistic. 
because I think it does give some scope to the story. I really do think it gives the story a very humanistic feel overall. It does make it very relatable to the reader because you're just drawn in. You're just lulled in by Hero's voice. And that's what really makes it compelling. Um, as for the story overall, I do think the pacing is well done. There, I, I will admit sometimes I did get a little confused with who was fighting for whom um, and some of the politics but that's just you know me kind of just reading and getting lost in the story and then I have to go back and reread it be like okay because <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting lost in the story I'm so hooked on it it is slow paced in the beginning I will say um, the first quarter of the novel is really establishing these characters and the world and the, and the dynamics. I do recommend reading those carefully so that you're really understanding who's fighting who. You know, why are we at war or why are these people at war with one another? So once you establish that, that last 75%, you're just like, bam, 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 bam. You know, it's tension. It's tension that's driving this story more than action because there's not really a whole lot of action you're following these characters through their decisions so it really is a character driven space opera but that's why i like space operas because they're not all about action 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 they are so focused on building the story and building the tension and building the characters and i think lewis did an incredible job doing that overall so, highly recommend The First Sister. I'm going to go ahead and give it four out of five stars. Four and a half. Four and a half out of five stars. It was a very compelling narrative overall. And I ultimately loved it. So, four and a half out of five stars. Um, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, please remember to purchase from your local bookseller or online book retailer. If money is tight, please check out the book from your local library. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast and sharing with all your book-loving friends. Please don't forget to follow it as well. Um, you can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform. There is information in the description of this podcast. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.